0: Hello everybody and welcome to dollars I'm joined as always with Chris Ronalds. How are you doing Chris?
1: Yep, uh, fantastic. Happy to be here. It's obviously a busy time of year. of A couple of Thursdays in a row here I think. it's uh, Everything's happening at
0: once this time of year. Yeah, exactly. So, all good. We did have a couple of messages. People were worried what had happened to us. But uh, we're back on. We're here. We're here. Uh, we had a pretty big weekend of some Melbourne Disc Golf. Should we jump straight into the club champs?
1: Yes, yes, please do.
0: We, uh, we were pretty G'd up for this one. I I like, I was excited for it, and then listening to you really talking about it, like, yes, this is one of the ones I want. Like, I want this more than a Vic Open. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, it actually is pretty fucking cool. Uh, and, and it G'd me up. It got me more excited. uh so that was cool and the weather wasn't even that bad all day so i was definitely expecting worse so uh pretty good day in the end and uh our prediction reigned pretty true well your prediction i don't know if i tipped him but uh reigned pretty true aiden howard the melbourne disc golf 2023 club champion
1: yep deserved winner um yeah, we said um, that he was going to take some beating and that you're probably going to want to be in front of him going to Bald Hill because you'll probably chase down whoever has a, a lead there. But um, pretty hard
0: to be in front of him when he was in the lead after Ruffy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So before we move on past that, uh, it was pretty funny. So both uh, Darren and Ryan Deere were on my card for the morning round. And, they, and we were actually putting, warming up with Aiden. And all three of them were shocked at the prediction that they would need to be four strokes ahead coming into Bald Hill because that's where Aiden will eat them up. All three of those guys, Aiden, Darren, and Ryan Deere were all like, no, 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 no. Ryan Deer is the best player at Bald Hill. Uh, and... It, Proved on the day that you were correct. If Ryan Deer had had those four strokes, then then that's what would have done it. But he didn't. Uh the the bullies showed up. I think Dazza was the only one who, who had a better score than him on the, the day at Bald Hill. So uh props to you for the for the big shout out that Aiden wasn't gonna let it slip in his backyard.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like Aiden's Aiden's forty eight comes with an asterisk because he um you know, he laid up like a five or a six meter putt. Uh, to finish because that's all he needed to do. So I know the scorecard says that Dad's got him by one, but um, I Aiden wasn't missing many parts before there, hence why he's minus 21. Um, so, yeah, nice. y- yeah, um, yeah, he, he was going to take some beating and uh, he, yeah, played well, deserved a winner.
0: How about you though? You uh, you wouldn't have seen this one coming. What had you so, uh, so fired up on the day? <laughs> Look at you in second place. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. What does that say? A blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, lots of park jobs at Ruffy uh, got me off to a good start. Um, pulled out the Allen at one stage, got six in a row, <laughs> and, and then went uh, one further. I, mean, I just had a good card, had Taz on the card, and Taz was firing at Ruffy. Um, and... Um, yeah, like I've told a few people this, but it, it actually took seven birdies in a row to get the box off him after six birdies in a row, four of which were like pole leaners. Like, so they, those birdies almost feel better and they feel like more worthy of the box. Um, I, I couldn't get the box. Taz just birdied everything as well. And eventually it wasn't until I got the seventh birdie in a row that I finally took the box off him. And, uh, what did I do with the honor? Mr. Mando on 11. <laughs> of course it <he> did.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a rough one. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he like you said, Taron played great. A lot of really good scores uh, coming out of Div A in uh, in the morning. So yeah, it was pretty pretty good battle, but there was definitely a clear um, top five that uh, started to separate, which made a lot of sense. So yourself and Aiden, and then... Uh, it, was Darren and Marcus and Ryan Deere all there as well. And uh Dazza and Marcus seem to just pip Ryan Deer by uh a couple strokes in the end, I think. Bit of a cold back nine at uh at Bald Hill. But that was the pretty clear top five. There's a pretty good jump after that between uh them and the rest, which is where you'll find me. Just <laughs> right there. King of the Chumps, not really messing around with the actual contenders, but clearly better than uh, than the other guys that came to play.
1: <laughs> the live
0: scoring was
1: kind of hard to follow on the day, and like in hindsight, I figured out what was going on. But it, you know, people on my card uh, definitely thought that you were you were in the mix, like all the round around um, Bald Hill. We kept on checking in on live scores and you were up there tied for second, third, like well and truly up there, but in hindsight I figured it out. It was it was cuz it was on total throws and you'd played a whole less than us.
0: Yeah, I think and, that was it.
1: Yeah, so the whole time really we had to like add like add 3 to
0: your score or yeah. whatever.
1: Like but but yeah, like Daz and Ryan were both like Coming into like this was all the way down to like whole seventeen and eighteen. Like Daz and Ryan were still off in the back of the box going, geez, like fucking we can't let Alan beat us. Like yeah. <laughs> what we, like I think we need to clutch up and birdie out here. Like we couldn't figure out what was going on. Um and yeah, that was yeah, it
0: was very kept us entertained. Yeah, definitely. I, I wasn't thinking too much of it because like, I, I was looking at my score and I was it was going great for the, the that round. But so was Daz and that. So I was like, Well I knew I you know, I'm not catching him. Um, but yeah, then I started looking at that, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I don't and I just wasn't really paying too much attention, I guess. Uh, so like the last couple of holes, I was like, "I'm actually in there. Like I could scalp Ryan Deer here. Like if I get him, that's shame for him." <laughs> uh, and then I'm all of a sudden I'm watching on bated breath on a putt that he makes, and then seeing him mess a drive up, and I'm like, "This could happen if I birdie my last hole." You know, I think we're there. We're right there. I think we'll end up being a, a tie. Uh, so I ended up doing it. It was whole 10. And then I look at the scores. And I got rolled by three. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, never actually in it. But I do like the pressure. And I like that They were like, they can't let this guy beat me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in uh, Div B, we've got Max Tats with a three-stroke lead over dimitri ross and i think max tats might have been one of our tips yes or yeah, one of yours he, potentially
1: yeah i think he was my tip he uh just smoke showed it at ruffy and um and then yeah as 60 just yeah, no one no one came hot at um bald hill after him in div b so um yeah i think that's like even over
0: the card at bald hill i think um but no one was coming no nah, exactly so my tip, Matt Daniels, in third, so he just not as clean as I might have hoped for him, but still good result there. And uh, the ace man, Broiden, Braden Boyak, right behind him. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty tight little battle there for the second and third and fourth, so that was good to see. And then uh, the old men. So, oh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Had the two-stroke lead after Thanks. Ruffy over Doug Adams, but... Two strokes, just not enough in that man's backyard. You, you're not going to Bald Hill with two strokes and think you're getting Doug. Come on, uh, pretty disappointing second round for Jeff, and uh, great round for Doug. Storms home, five five stroke lead. So, <laughs> Doug Adams, the MA50 Club champion,
1: took some scalps at Bald Hill. Took down oh, the lights. Oh yeah. Of- Chris Scott, who you've obviously recently given a rev up to, Martin Go, who you you you, you know you said he he's yeah, possibly he was playing in the well mix. on the
0: Tuesday, yep.
1: yeah, Peter Chu took down Glenn Maisie, yeah, but minus three was uh yeah smack Div B and quite a few in Div A as well.
0: Oh for sure, he took uh, all of Div A besides uh, myself up, so everyone relying on me down. Yeah, uh, yeah, great round by him. And uh, yeah, great. Yeah, so well done, Doug Jeff in second, and then young Alex Evans making up for uh, third place. The young buck in MA fifty getting it done <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, Emma came to play. Emma Winkworth getting it done in the women's. She's the uh, she's the champ. Anita put up a fight, good round at Bald Hill, but uh, Emma just did too much at Ruffy for uh, for anyone to chase her down. So well done there, Emma.
1: Yep, well done. Uh, great year by Emma, and it's uh, fitting that she comes out as club champ for
0: sure. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, very cool event. I really much enjoyed it. I said uh, big thanks to Sam Stoyer. I was playing with him in the second round. It's great that we've, we've got it. I like the two courses. Uh, I don't think it was too much of a hassle. There was a good KFC on the way, uh, so that worked out well for me. Some barn me for some of the other boys.
1: Oh, I have to give that a shout-out. Bum Bun in Springvale, um, It's that's like top three bar me's of my life, easily.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm giving that a shout-out for sure. All right, Ooh. we used to do this, actually. A couple of our few episodes, earlier episodes on the podcast, we'd mention sneaky spots to eat. Well, I'm mentioning a sneaky spot to be, uh, eat. Bum Bun Bakery, I reckon it's in proximity to Bald Hill and Bicentennial. Uh, if you're willing to line up, maybe. Uh, very good bar
0: me. Nice. Sounds good. Definitely going to have to check it out. But, yeah, great event. Um, I'm stoked. I hope, uh, hope it continues again next year. I like the qualifying aspect of it. Uh, very cool. Uh, yeah, very exciting. Well done to you too, Chris. Sick day. Second Thank best you, of you. the club. All right, it's so- made yet again. <laughs> it's a good spot for you. <laughs> so, the very next day... We had the Summer Cup Revival Stop 1, Melton Creaky Blinders. Correct, correct, correct. So you were the TD at this one. I didn't make it. Uh, we were so excited at the divisions. They were looking real spicy. How did it all shake out?
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, round one, the uh, spicy divisions like lived up to their hype. Um, So round one, um, there was two shots that separated the top four players in MPO. There was a a tie in MA1 and two strokes between the top three. There was a tie in MA2 and two strokes that separated the top three and only three shots that separated the top five. And in MA3, there was uh, a one-shot in it and uh three shots that separated the top four um so Amazing. yeah after round one uh, i uh yeah i was like yep cool pretty happy with these divisions um this is going to be a ring a ding ding yeah um, for sure in MPO, we had um as as tipped by me and definitely yourself the the, the man with the the, you know, the chronic injuries, uh, Pen came in with a, a minus 11. Uh, yeah, Stat Pendo, and at the time, it was rating in at like 990. The ratings were very favorable early. They've since changed. Um, but, yeah, he nearly had a 1000 rate around, minus 11, with Josh Smith and Oscar Falberg on minus 10 just behind him, and Kale not far off that. So that was hot. Um, in MA1, you had Brett and Peter Chu both go minus 7, so obviously super hot. MA2, your dad, Jeff Brunsting, and Matt Daniels both went minus three. And uh, in MA3, you had Terry Bowen pulling the minus five, closely followed by uh, Brett Bobridge on minus four. So, uh, yeah, there was a bit of of hype, bit of banter. Everyone was up and about and uh, enjoying the course after round one. And then we had uh, Latin Food and Wine come in with um, the lunch. And, uh, look, I might be biased, but... uh, Probably one of the better disc golf spreads we've seen in a long time in this country. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was exceptional. So all the empanadas, uh, some chicken skewers, some sliders, some sangers, uh, little desserts. Um, yeah, it was, it was exceptional uh, spread. Um, and everyone was uh, well, well fed and, pretty stoked what that was going on there even the vegos were really stoked there's a couple of vego empanadas and whatnot as well
0: yeah Uh, it looked good i was pretty jealous i must admit i do love a a good empanada yeah exactly so that was probably talk
1: of the tournament um which is not bad uh closely followed by the plays pack items so everyone got hooked up with a obviously a peaky blinder themed creaky blinder hat um and I, you know, I'm already looking forward to future events or future weekends when I bump into people wearing them, um, yeah, out, out in public. That's gonna definitely give me a bit of a buzz.
0: That's cool. I saw people playing in them. I was like, all right, I like that. It's uh, it's getting cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good uh, get.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then anyway, then round two comes along, and um, it, yeah, we got a bit of separation in some of the divisions. Uh, we'll start down at Ma3, um. Terry backed up his minus five with a minus six and ran out a six-stroke winner over Brett Bobridge with a minus 11 for the event. So uh, he was our first sandbagger of the day. Um, (laughs) I think self-labeled by himself, but um, just awesome victory. And obviously, um, you know, as we've made known on this podcast, he's definitely the much better of the Bowens. Um, And
0: um, yeah, deserved winner. Matt Daniels. Yeah, that's sick by Terry. That's a that's a massive, massive event. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would have taken out M A two as well. Like that's so good. So lo- yeah, love love he- seeing that by Terry.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, I was yeah. Uh, Matt Daniels pulled followed up his minus three with a minus seven. We always said Matt was going to be tough to beat out in Melton, and that proved true. And yeah, four stroke winner
0: over your dad in the end. Yeah, back to back second places for Jeff two days in a row. Not Oops. too bad, though. Not too bad. Bo- both uh we got rolled in the second round by two locals just dominating. So, not much you can do about that. Nah,
1: true that. Uh, Brett's evil. His mate Narada was a late pull out. And uh, Brett still rocked up. Played the course blind. Played the course blind all day. Went minus seven, minus ten. Uh, four show. Four-shot winner over Kanti Beans himself. Um, So that is a, yeah, massive, uh, massive win by him.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And great rounds by uh, Aaron as well. Like, that's well above rating for both of them. So monster 940 second rated round when you're an 861 player. Yeah, they're
1: both done well in uh, rating updates and uh, both pretty chuffed, no doubt. (laughs) I bet. And uh, Josh Smith just went minus 10, minus 10. Apparently, it was ring-a-ding-ding. All down the wire, Oscar was pushing, pushing, pushing. On their 18th hole, Um, Oscar parks it. Uh, Josh leaves it at about 12. uh, Needs to make it to uh, obviously prevent the playoff. And uh, in very Josh Smith fashion, uh, not only does he make it, he uh, makes sure that he tells everyone 10 times. (laughs) <laughs> uh daddy made it <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> um but no like jokes aside minus 20 minus 20 was always pretty pretty likely to be good enough for two laps of that track uh and was by shot over oscar awesome showing by oscar though and uh yeah. oscar was uh the only multiple vote recipient for um spirit of the game and Oscar got to go home with the Spirit of the Game trophy, courtesy of Bespoke Disc Golf.
0: Love that. That's great. Josh uh, Josh with the ace, just that one extra stroke he needed to uh, get the victory over uh, charging Oscar.
1: That reminds me. Uh, and your dad, obviously, being the Jet that he is, uh, definitely the better of the Brunstings, hmm. um, put up 50 bucks for any and all aces at, oh, of the morning of the day nice. as well. So, Josh, you got not only... Yeah, Josh, he cleaned up, actually. So free event, p- takes a pineapple off your dad, um, w- wins the event, and then also hits uh, one of the closest to the basket competitions, which is a $40 club voucher.
0: Sick. There you go. Not Josh bad for just a free event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Very good scores across the board, too. Very close. Uh, yeah, all the way down from second, third. Bang, 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 bang. So uh, cool. Looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It really was. Uh, Thanks again. Has to go to
1: Melton Disc Golf. Uh, Melton Disc Golf. Uh, City of Melton Council for making it possible. I actually had a representative, Meg, come down. Uh, We got a couple of frisbees in her hand and made her have a go. That was really fun. Um, Obviously, Latin Food and Wine, I've shouted out. uh, Melbourne Disc Golf for all their support as well. And uh, Bespoke Disc Golf. Uh,
0: Yeah, good event. Nice. And a big shout out to Chris Ronalds for putting it all together. Cheers. (laughs) <laughs> Very good. All right, so that was leg one of the Summer Cup revival. Uh, for some people who listen, they might even not know what the Summer Cup is or was. But for a while, we ran uh, we ran something through the club that between the last league day of the year and the first one of the next year, you would just play as much disc golf as humanly possible and then submit your best scores from each of the courses you it at, and then it got tabulated into one big result in the different groups that you assigned to, and uh, it was a lot of fun, it was great, it really encouraged people to get out there and, and play lots of disc golf, which was cool. So we haven't ran that in a few years, uh, a couple of different things popped up on the way as possible alternatives, but uh, yeah, now Jeff is sort of trying to encourage a bunch of these small tournaments, which is really cool. So uh, I'm already signed up for stop number two, which is the hot start. Bringing back the hot start on uh, Jan 1st. It'll be the first disc golf tournament of the entire year for anyone in the whole world. Um, keen for that. You you coming to that one? Uh, look, yeah, I've just uh, loaded up all the events. I'm going to, yeah, I'll have a look at it. I'll see how I go. <laughs> nice. And uh, stop number three is going to be a Llewellyn Park on January 13th. And then don't have to wait very long for stop number four. It will be been Werribee on January 14th. So I know uh, he, yeah, at least them. And I'm not sure if he's trying to add a couple more. But uh, I think there's some cumulative prize trophies or something as well. So uh, if you've played stop one already, then try to get out to the next two or three, and a good chance you'll get yourself a prize.
1: Might have sucked me in there.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Doesn't take much. Yeah,
1: well, if I can't win, you know, just like on strokes alone, maybe I can win by uh, showing up lots.
0: Yeah, well, the problem problem you're going to face with the hot start is uh, a young man named Dylan Feldman. Yeah, I just had
1: a look, and a few <laughs> others: Leo Dykes, Ryan Deer. I'm taking yeah, fourth. Yeah. Taking fourth there,
0: that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big open field for seven players on yeah. uh, New Year's Day. It's uh, it's a pretty hot open field, so that's nice. Uh, all right, cool. So from uh, from the small events to another iconic Melman event, the Boar Boar. Event which you and I have both been to, uh, at least a couple of times, is yep, a lot of fun. Of. Yes, well, yeah, <laughs> I've been at least a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been to Ballbor Ball and I've played disc golf. Oh, you've never been to the Ballbor, Ball Tony. Oh, never been to the Ball, Ball Tony. You're scum. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. I might well, TD it this year, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We need a TD, so uh, it seems that uh, no one on the board is putting their hand up this year to run it. And uh, that's a shame. So hopefully we can get that off the ground. The the people of Ball, Ball do a fantastic job of helping out. The club will help out. If you think of running an event, this is, I wouldn't say a, a super easy one to get you going because it's in Ball Board. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely not one of the hardest. Small event. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Everyone stays on the mountain. So uh, if you have any interest, reach out to Sam Stoyer. And uh hopefully you can get your T D cherry popped. Uh or if there's a veteran T D who wants to put their hand up or a Chris Ronalds out there, then uh please do. And, uh, Ken can well, can
1: recommend going to do the uh
0: the whatever that test is that you gotta to do to
1: become an official. Uh that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet.
0: <laughs> I bet a lot of all right, so we had a ratings update day. The other day, and we teased on the pod last week that there was potentially going to be a new number one Australian disc golfer, and it was going to be Melbourne's own Peaches Perry, and did it come to fruition? Was his math correct? It, uh, it very much was. And uh, we called
1: that we might, for the first time in Australian history, I've just said that confidently with no idea if it's true, uh, <laughs> that we would have two 1,000-rated players in the country. Uh, and both things have come true. Luke Bain scrapes back to 1,000, um, but takes his rightful spot in second place behind Peaches Perry, who comes in
0: at 1,003. Nice. That's very good. Love to see that by Day. Very exciting. Uh, very
1: very very exciting. Um hopefully he uh gets out to a um yeah, few events. Um moving
0: forward, but uh
1: yeah. What
0: about you? Are you still on uh, still on the first page?
1: Uh no, I don't um I actually don't care for rating updates. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm definitely uh, I definitely don't care about ratings. That I'm one of those players. Yeah, nice.
0: It's got to be one of the biggest plunges I've ever seen for you. That's uh, yeah, very uncharacteristic, Chris Ronalds, But I'm sure we'll be getting it back up soon. There's some Stony Creek leagues coming up. You'll be down at the hot start. Uh, yeah, before you know it, you'll be you'll be right back in there.
1: I uh, did. I'm actually surprised to find myself on page two. I thought for sure I wouldn't have even been on page two. Nah, um, definitely. There's not that many good players in Australia. Yeah, there you go. Turns out. Uh, what about you though, Alan? You you have obviously been absolutely charging. Uh, I am just having a quick glance at my history. No, I've had worse plunges. I've had a minus fourteen and a minus eleven, or oh, and back in twenty fourteen, I had a minus fifteen. So, no, nice. I,
0: my minus ten solid. Don't worry about that. That's sick. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, good good update for me. A couple good events in a row, which was handy. And um, yeah punching out whatever last year's was, which was obviously not as good. So, uh, up 7 points, 9.23, which is a new all-time high for me. So, never broken the 9.20 barrier before. So, yeah, pretty excited. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can keep that going. Or maybe I just need to tank it back down a little bit so that I, I, I don't, uh, don't make it too hard to play rating, at my rating. I might go to the stony league and just get slaughtered
1: potentially potentially but um yeah ever since you coined yourself the factor tell you what there's been a lot of climbs a lot of climbs
0: yeah Yeah, i don't know about that it was it was a very steady for a very long time two two good events in a row now i think it's uh six rounds above rating which is a miracle that never happens. Nope. But um yeah, we'll see what happens at the hot start in uh <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Good stuff. Uh any other uh, notable ratings jumps or dumps that you've seen? I know Dazza took all of your points. Dazza's back in the 950 club.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, no uh, he isn't. Sorry. I was going to say that's huge. Um yeah, but he's like obviously had a couple of good events. Um nationals um and a good showing obviously it wasn't pdj but a good showing at club champs so he'll be up and about and yeah, he's got a course literally on his back doorstep so uh you know 2024 i think uh dads um i'd like to see him obviously be hopefully selected for uh, the australian team again um maybe even repping mp40 um yep so
0: uh yeah look out That would be nice. And if we don't pick him, Canada will. So we don't want him, we don't want to play against him. So we've got to pick him. Exactly. (laughs) Another big announcement we had this week was some of the stuff for the Vic Tour. Uh, I've spoken about it a few times on the pod. You and I are getting pretty involved in that to try to make it something special next year. And I think we've got seven of the tournaments already released. And last year there was five total. So there's already two more and uh than there was last year and we're definitely working on more. Melbourne's whatever Melbourne's biggest tournament will be hasn't isn't a part of that yet, which could be the Melbourne celebrates or something else. I'm working on one in February, Geelong will do another one. Like uh, there's gonna be plenty coming. There should be at least ten on the tour and hopefully more if we can get some people keen and and start running some some silver-level events. So um, the, the tournaments now are broken into different categories, so silver, gold, and platinum. Platinum is reserved just for the Vic Open. Gold is for any event that has a capacity of, I believe, 100 or more players. And silver is for any event that has a capacity of 72 or more players. And there'll be different points awarded for the different divisions. So it's all laid out pretty clearly for the different um, tiers of tour. It's all laid out pretty clearly now, which is great. Like you'll know exactly how many points you're going to end up with. Or if you need to get to a certain amount of points to jump someone, then you'll know exactly where you need to finish. uh, Which is pretty cool. And the divisions are broken up into uh, ratings-based, which I'm around. So instead of having 35 divisions that everyone's going to be competing for, there's uh, only 6 in different ratings caps, uh, 5 ratings caps for anyone, and then there's an all-female division. So still a few of the little kinks to work out and exactly how it's going to work, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty exciting, and uh, we'll pump it up a lot. I know that uh, you're going to help out with the scoring, so we should be able to get pretty quick results updated and out there for the people very fast.
1: Yeah, exactly, and we'll, yeah, we'll be keeping the leaderboard going. And obviously, um, you know, Matt's pretty hot on socials. Um, and that, yeah, if you haven't already, head across to the Disc Golf Victoria Instagram page to. See it all laid out for you. Um, how the points are going to work, how the uh, who the categories are, the divisions, and uh, the tour event tiers. It's all yeah, all clearly laid out, as that Bundy said. And uh, yeah, bring it on. I'd like to think that there's going to be at least a you know throwers two if not three uh, uh, sitting in there as a couple of cheeky little silver events for sure.
0: Yep, I can imagine so. Um. It's gonna be cool. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna change the landscape of the tournaments here though. Which will be interesting to see how that works out. So with the gold level events being a minimum capacity of a hundred players, then the style of the tournament is shifting. And I know that the Central Vic classic or no, the Golden City Classic. Has uh, already changed its format. Last year, it was just a two re- two round one day event, and now to accommodate the the higher demand as well, but the capacity requirements for the for the Vic Tour, it is tee times so one round a day over two days. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see, yeah, what the attendance is like for those sort of things because I know that it's. Potentially less appealing for someone to come and do one round a day over two days. Um, But I think the demand is there for this sort of stuff. The tournament that I'm working on in February will be a different setup as well that I'm, I'm hoping might be something that will work smooth. I'm going to try to split the divisions up, basically like how Nationals worked, into sort of two days instead of two weekends. So on a Saturday half the field will play and on a Sunday half the other half of the field will play two rounds in one day you know per day. So basically just making two of those you know old style tournaments in back to back days that'll get the capacity up to whatever potentially 140. Yeah, beautiful. So it'd be good to see yeah how that works out and then we could see some silver series events like that too. Need to get 72 players well why not just play it Bald Hill, that normal layout, but just have half the field play on Saturday and half the field play on Sunday.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes and interesting to see how people attend and, and what kind of feedback we get from, from maybe upscaling some of these tournaments. And it'd be really cool to see if, uh, if people just aren't as keen on that, if they want to make a whole bunch of these just one-day... Uh, like the Melton events, 36 player capacity, bang, knock it out. Uh, it could be a lot of that too. That won't be part of the tour, but it could just be could just be a, another step in the uh, disc golf in Victoria journey. So uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also welcome, like, I thought the club champs was great, but you could so easily do that. Obviously Bicentennial, Bald Hill, Ruffy, and you could just have some divisions start, uh, at different courses and then swap for the afternoon. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, there's yeah definitely in place for that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year. I'm really keen to see how it goes. I was having a look at the uh, the event schedule when I was checking out the the hot start stuff and the you know the revival summer cup revival. Yep. And uh, there's a few big tournaments already laid out for for the coming months and for the rest of the year. But one big thing that I did notice is the Vic open was listed as being in Inverly. So after three years, I think in Ballarat, which is wild to say now, but uh, it's going to be in Inverly this year. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Big event, big course. Could be very cool. Bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, all right. One other uh, thing that we had seen that we need to point out because it looks cool as shit. Yes. Is, uh, is the tour down under? So. That's in uh, Australia, of, yeah? Yeah, not quite. Uh, I guess New Zealand counts themselves as down under as well. Uh, what's next? <laughs> They're going to steal the Pavlova from us? Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So, New Zealand have uh, have always been ahead of the game on us when it comes to disc golf. They just got a bunch of really cool courses that we can't really compete with, and they've had a bunch of people playing for a lot longer. Like it, It used to be that someone would go on holiday to Queenstown and then find out that disc golf exists, think it's really cool, come back here. Google it, and then find there was 20 people playing, and then bang, now there's 21 of us. Yep,
1: and that was that, my experience. That <laughs> yeah. was Hardy's experience. That was Joel's experience. Yep, that's how you used to discover disco. If you couldn't discover it here, you had to go to New Zealand on a holiday. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, so they've always been ahead of the game, and like I said, they're co- some of their courses are just insane. But one really cool thing that they got coming up is the... Tour down under, and it's a series of I think five, four, uh, four sorry, eight years in four consecutive weekends. Yep, four years, four, four weeks. Just amazing. I think that's so cool. Starting at the end of Jan, going through to the middle of Feb. Uh, and one of them, one of the events will be nationals. The final event is going to be in uh, Paradise, which is there just. Outstandingly beautiful course. If you if you've never seen it or heard of it, just there's drone footage and stuff of it. Go check out Paradise Disc Golf, New Zealand. Oof, uh, it's so good, and it looks like we've got a whole bunch of Australians poised to head over there for it, which is pretty cool.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah, so, just like looking. I uh, don't know if they're doing. The, obviously, uh, I know Reese Wisniewski is keen to do the the whole tour. Um, I don't know if other Aussies are keen to do the whole tour, but, um, yeah, if you have a a cheeky look at the nationals, there's, uh, what am I counting there? At least eight Aussies already signed up for the NZ nationals, which is the uh, second event of the tour down under.
0: Yeah. Austin's over there. We've got Dylan Feldman, my mate Hayden. Uh, yeah. Reese, as you mentioned, Shawnee Freeman's heading over. So that means Timmy Bowen probably is. Correct. I have seen his name. Yeah, there you yeah go. he's up there. So uh, it's got to be really cool. And a couple names that I see at the top of the ratings list is uh, Paul Oman from the United States, ten nineteen rated.
1: Big tall and Paul then... Oman.
0: Everyone knows big tall Paul Oman, one of Philo's uh, <laughs> best mates. There you go. I did not know that. Yep. And uh, Luke Humphreys of um,
1: Skins fame. Yeah, exactly. I want to say... Uh,
0: Gatekeeper, but it's not, it's GK. Nah, GK, I know, it's weird. You yeah. think, I, that's what I always thought it stood for, but yeah. a whole different thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, so they're bringing that down. They're going to be doing the skins there, uh, do, doing coverage and stuff. Like, yeah, it's going to be a, an actual proper event. They've got some slots there for a sponsor exemption. So I think they're hoping to attract uh, a couple more pros we've got juliana corva and the fpo so it just looks really really exciting watch this uh
1: be uh, bigger and better in years to come as well like that this is obviously their inaugural year of kind of getting this going but um the hype is real like um Brody smith and paul ulibari on the tour life uh kind of got talking about this on one of their latest episodes and um yeah, the hype was not fakes. Like, um, you know, they couldn't they couldn't align stars for this year, but they they can see really see the appeal where it sits in the off season of the American Tour. The fact that New Zealand is just gorgeous and it would be a bucket list destination for a bunch of people. Um, you know, I, I I'm sure conversations are afoot um if they're not obviously anyone uh listening over there now if they want to reach out to thrallers a couple of hot tds just sitting here ready to go like bring australia into the fold you know you know is this six six events in six weeks you know two of which you know west coast australia east coast of australia i don't know this is gonna go bigger and better in years to come
0: yeah for sure like this yeah this could be very very cool it could be very very exciting. I know the sizzler is normally early in the year uh, so that could just slide on over into that if they could punch that up into an A-tier. Uh yeah i I definitely love your idea of uh, of trying to piggy piggyback off it. They're doing such a great thing let's not mess with it but if we can jump into it and enhance it then then uh, why not so that that's uh that's a cool watch this space' You're sure. But, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uh, keen to keep checking to see what more names will get added. And, um, yeah, could, could be a very, very exciting thing for Australian Disc Golf down the future.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, I think next week is probably going to be our final pod for the year. Season finale. Season finale. Season one in the books. <laughs> Look at us now. Yeah. And... <laughs> And there's no local disc golf to talk about. So we plan on just doing a giant awards day. Yep. Pod.
1: Black Is that what we want to call it? Yep. Black tie event slash green
0: jacket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and we want to give away uh, awards to absolutely everyone we can. So we're going to think of as many. Awards as we can and try to come up with some people that we think deserve them. But we want your help as well. Send in an award you think it'd be a good, ca- uh, like a good award category. And uh, send in some players you think that are deserving of specific awards. We'll put some stuff on the socials to vote for, you know, certain players for certain things. But yeah, we just want to hear everything you have. Um, yeah, like. Anything you want. There was a bunch of aces this year. You could say best ace was, let's say, Josh Smith at Melton. That was your suggestion. If we only get one, then it's probably he's going to win it. And that's on a (laughs) 20-meter
1: hole, so that would be pretty depressing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, But anything. Could be uh, best card, mate, longest thrower, whatever you want. Anything you want, you think it's a good card. I've just thought of a
1: good one. I've just thought of a good one. We're definitely going to have Houdini of the year
0: houdini of the year that's uh
1: who was playing disc golf and now is no longer playing disc golf who has pulled the houdini of the year
0: uh a front runner would be uh farron himself i reckon oh yeah yeah be a chance i've got some others in your mind as well though (laughs) nice see this is what we want uh come up with a cool category send us some names uh if you come up with a category that you think you'll win then send that in we yes. want you to uh, be note yourself as much as possible. Yeah, so I reckon. someone all... like
1: Aiden Howe would do that. I saw Aiden Howe put up a spreadsheet that I uh, just started keeping stats. Boys, Oh, I just happened to be the top of the leaderboard.
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Biggest get around me. That could be, that could be the award for biggest get around me, right there. <laughs> so you come up with them, we'll spit them out. We just want to spend the whole pod. Just uh, shouting people out for what they've done throughout the year. Um, come for us as well. We, we want not lights too. We, we don't just uh, hand out praise here. So if you've got some, some good negative categories, then hit us up with them. Uh, and yeah, come at us as well. Like worst take of the year by Chris and I. If there's something you've heard that was just absolute trash, then let us know this was the dumbest thing we said for the year.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty
0: yeah the worst category we've done like what anything just come at us with whatever um, yeah, we want it all and uh, we're just gonna spend the whole ep- episode shouting people out so as long as as long as that takes is as long as a portal go exactly. Uh, one other thing we' got to do the player radar slowed down pretty heavily because we went through basically everyone that we could think of and that would hit us up and ask to be rated. So the only one left on the list that we really know is myself. And uh, I was hoping to just get away with it because the categories aren't really for me, uh, If just just quietly. <laughs> so I could be in trouble. Uh,
1: I don't but, know. I think you've timed your run beautifully. Oh, of the, all the times to do it, it's
0: definitely right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so oh, we want as many as you possibly can get. So anyone who's listening, send in your player rater for me into the uh, either Chris Ronalds on Facebook or into our Rollers Instagram because Chris is the only one that looks at that. And uh, he'll tabulate the results and hit hit us up. So out of five in terms of just Melbourne disc golfers, putting, driving, card vibes, mental game, and uh, see if you can think of a special category for me. Uh, be, be kind, guys. Remember how good uh, Nationals that come second? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think so I remember already, that. I reckon I've already got your special category lined oh, up. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And I'll be surprised if others do not suggest it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I think I. I think I know what it might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Sounds good. So that's next week. We're here now, though. We're going to finish this week. We'll finish it how we always do, with a bit of uh, spotlight not light. You got a. You got any spotlights ready to go, Chris? Uh, of course I do,
1: of course I do, uh, and I just got to remember my knot light as well, yeah, I've got my knot light as well. Um, all right, so my spotlight actually is going to go to a bunch of kids that I work with, so I didn't even tell you this, Alan, but um, we're, classes have wrapped up, we've started what's called Activities Week at my school, and uh, today I had the pleasure of conducting a disc golf excursion, um, and, yeah, we did a bit of a clinic in the gym with some putting and some putting games. Did some throwing basics out on the oval before we uh, got to enjoy the, you know, 200, 300-meter stroll down to the course. And, you know, what, well, I thought we'd uh, go play nine holes and have a bit of fun. And, uh, yeah, the kids just got stuck right in. Some kids uh, at least played 36 holes. I reckon uh, one car to four probably hit 45 holes. Um inside the two hours or so that we were down there having just an absolute blast. Uh, was able to hook them up with, um, some frisbees courtesy of portal disc golf. There's a shout out, Jacob, make sure you send us some cash and, uh, yeah, a couple of kids getting birdies, legit birdies, uh, on a couple of holes. I saw one guy, just absolute park job, hole five, one kid. And, uh, yeah, I got paid to play disc golf all day, but, uh, my spotlight just has to go to the kids that uh, got involved today uh, down at the Little Blind Creek.
0: Ah, that's awesome! I love that. A uh, lot of good spotlights this week. Like it's just the, what a fun week we had. Uh, you, I reckon you should get an honourable mention. Solid, solid performance at club champs, and then running the next day was uh, yeah, amazing day from all that I heard. The Melton Council, obviously, needs to get a huge shout-out for that, for, for making that a possibility. Lots of good stuff there. Um, Aiden's spreadsheet, I think that was fantastic. I do love uh, that as a honourable mention spotlight. If you haven't seen the, uh, the Tuesday night chat, uh, get into that. That's pretty good, good value. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go to someone who messaged me today. This is a couple weeks in a row now that we've got a, a, a new fan that has gone on a binge Ooh. session. So Ben Hicks from Geelong said, yo, I found out about the Thrallers podcast today. I binged like nine hours. I love it. It's so good and highly relatable. It's even better because y'all talk about us, the people. You make us feel like celebrities. Huge props for your efforts in doing it. I'll now be looking forward to the local updates whenever they come out. Well done. Number one disc golf podcast. So, oh, Welcome on board, Ben Hicks. That's huge. You, you send us a message like that. You're getting a spotlight all day, every day. So uh, thanks there, uh, Ben. And well done to us for being legends. Yeah,
1: oh, We are the best, but... <laughs> Ben's, Ben's close second. That's
0: good. Welcome on board. That's good. I love that. that was a really good message to get. <laughs> All right. What about the other end of the spectrum? We've got some knot lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's. I
1: went with a straddle. I went with a straddle spotlight knot light uh, with the uh, Ace Pot last week. And I've got a bit yeah. of another straddle spotlight knot light. Um, look, you know, as we probably aired on this podcast, we were, we were, you know, admittedly, I love pulling a bit of a shift in we'll pull in a shifty with the melt Creeky creaky blinders. And uh, I, I had not yet completed the uh, uh, <laughs> official test and uh was not there for TD and you were TD and uh a, a snake amongst us, a snake amongst us uh, got wind of it. Don't know if they're a listener or what, um, but a snake amongst us got in touch with Melbourne disc golf club and said that uh, this is no good. Um, and, oh, I didn't know that. Part. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. Someone, Basically dropped in a complaint that the, there's about to be an event without an official there. I my take was well, I'm pretty sure there's at least ten TDs playing, so we're good on that front. But uh, anyway, um, a bit of a not light for being a flog and uh, being a snake in the grass. But at the same time, it's a straddle because I thought you know what, on company time, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna do that test. And and I did and I passed. And so now, and then I just quickly became the assistant TD and now that's done. You know, I've been putting that on the back burner for about 14 years. So, uh, you inspired me to get that done and it's done. So (laughs) yeah, there's a straddle spotlight, not light.
0: Nah, very nice. I like that. (laughs) Um, I've got a couple honorable mentions. So a lot of very good scores, at the Creaky Blinders event, but not by Patrick Graham. <laughs> oh mate, I guess once you leave Ballarat, that's uh, all that all that power is is useless in Melton. I guess. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Um, not not a, not a great event by him. Um, we had, uh, Ashby. Oh, we, I like Ashby, friend of the show, S- stepped up. I would say in their MA two. Definitely well above his uh, his rating, but that's because he's a, a Melton local and that he does good things at that course. But that first round was no good. Great second round, first round no good. So he, he needs a needs a copper for that, I think. Uh, and then in uh, the club champs, just Glenn Maisie. What's happened, Glenn? He knows that he know. He's harder on him than anyone else. But I'm hoping this will turn his uh, turn his fortune around. Glenn used to be such a jet. Now he's just getting rolled by everyone. So I need more out of you, Glenn. Um, uh,
1: yeah, you gave Chris Scott a similar rev up and uh, that has not worked. So didn't l- work out. let's
0: hope that works for Glenn. <laughs> but my actual not lied, I, I was listening to the tee-off, which is uh, the... I always listen to the tee-off because it's what, the what's, only what's disc the golf... What's the tee-off? It's Australia's only disc golf podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yep. remember that? Yep. Yeah. So I was listening to that, as I always do. And uh, they were talking about Nationals, which happened like a month ago because they only do one episode uh, <laughs> every every three, four weeks. <laughs> uh, and then they were speaking very highly of me for, for my efforts in uh, coming second place at Nationals and MA1. And uh, as they should. I played fantastic, so I was pretty, <laughs> pretty chuffed. It was great. And then uh, all of a sudden the tone switches a little... Uh, they had said that they reached out to me to come onto the pod and that I had turned them down. And then all of a sudden, the whole mood changed. I'm getting called uh, origami because of how easily I fold. Uh, lots of Al choked and let the team down. And how could he? He hasn't even touched a disc since he lost the playoff. And he's just in Tasmania crying. And I was like whoa okay 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 (laughs) so for people that listen to this show that know me know that origami that is fine with me that is pretty funny i think uh definitely (laughs) definitely folded um giving me shit for crumbling love that that's yep i did hit me with all that but to try to tell me that I turned down an opportunity to take up someone else's airtime about how well I played at Nationals? No, 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 no. That's what gets the not like. <laughs> I reached out to Tim Bohan and he said that they quickly tried to call me right before they were recording. So I just didn't answer a, uh, an unknown number outside of work hours, <laughs> as I do, and they didn't leave a voicemail or a text message. I would have instantly called them right back and been like, yeah, 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 how much time we got? Where can I start? Whole one or do I have to hit the whole 16? <laughs> So give me as much shit as you want, but don't don't act like I turned out an opportunity to talk about myself. No way. So they <laughs> uh they get my not like Fitting, fitting. <laughs> nice. Nah, they've
1: misread the room there. Um
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh to make the matters worse, they end up talking to Hayden Tenny. Oh gross. <laughs> so he stole my interview. Stole my nationals and then he stole my interview. <laughs> anyway. All right, that's uh, that's enough of us blabbering. I think uh, one more show. Like I said, please, please send us in your uh, your awards. Just anything, any random crap that you've done or you've seen someone do. Send it in. You think would be uh, funny, or if you just want to get shouted out for any reason, just send it in, and uh, we'll make it happen. Hundred percent. All right, have a good one, everyone. Peace out.